Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome back. Another week of On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. Our telephone number is 570-743-9565. We're going to have open phones after we talk to our guests this morning. I'll get to that in just a moment. You you can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. Be sure to include the keyword OTM at the start of your message. Again, On the Mark brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Want to get started right off the bat this morning. We're delighted to have with us Thane Rosenbaum. Thane is an American novelist, essayist, and distinguished university professor. He is also the legal analyst for CBS News Radio and appears frequently on cable television news programs. And this morning, we're fortunate enough to have him on On the Mark. Good morning, Thane. Good to have you with us. Good morning, Joe. It's nice hearing your voice, my friend. Oh, good to hear you again, sir. Well, on October 27, 2018, a guy by the name of Robert Bowers walked into the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh and killed 11 people who had gathered to worship. It is considered still the deadliest anti-Semitic attack in the nation's history. Now, the jury has determined that Mr. Bowers is guilty and that he is eligible for the death sentence. Thane, what happens from here on in? So the other thing, Joe, is that he didn't put up a defense. Uh, he basically, you know, allowed the evidence to go through, sh- showing what he had done. Uh, but at no point did he cross-examine his attorneys, cross-examine any of the witnesses. Uh, they essentially made this case about the death penalty. They just said, uh, "You're bringing a federal hate crime statute against this man. Uh, we admit he did what he did, but he didn't do it for the reasons you think he did." The original defense, and it's still gonna it's still gonna be used again this week, uh, is look. He wasn't after Jews. He was after people that were in favor of immigration. And Hyas is in one of the organizations that helps with immigration, an organization that was uh, started uh, after the Holocaust to help settle uh, Jewish survivors of the Holocaust. Uh, and he said, look, that's what he was after. He didn't care about Jews per se. He wasn't targeting them. Uh, the jury obviously rejected that defense, uh, but that argument is still going to be made. That with, they rejected it with regard to the guilt phase. Now the question is, does it, does it play itself out one more time in connection with the penalty phase? Uh, so in, in, in federal hate crime statutes, that they divide them up between guilt and penalty. And now all we're really after here is the death penalty phase. Uh, they're also making an argument that he's criminally insane, uh, that he did not understand the consequences of what he was doing, uh, and that therefore you can't put to death someone with that kind of mental ha- handicap. Did he assert that in his trial, that he was mentally in, uh, incapable of participating or dealing with Yeah. The, did he? Yeah. And, he and said, they, look, you got the wrong guy. He <laughs> just, he's not, he's not here, for, he shouldn't be here for hate crimes, and he's not mentally capable to be here at all. But I gather the jury didn't buy that or the judge didn't buy it. <laughs> no. No, that was rejected, absolutely. And it will get, it'll be reasserted again. Now, you'll also hear 
you know, the case was very gruesome. They showed, you know, an incredible amount of crime scene footage. In fact, the defense argued against that. They said it's too prejudicial. Remember, this was also a crime committed not just against targeting of Jews, but elderly Jews. Every single person, Joe, was over 65 years old. Wow. I mean, it was, so it was really, it was an ugly crime scene. Uh, and, you know, he was, the, the evidence was that he walked through the synagogue methodically, deliberately. You know, what are the elements of a premeditated murder? Deliberation and premeditation. You go to his social media account, and he's raving about Jews. And he's, yeah, he's raving about immigration also, but he's raving against Jews. And, of course, his social media account was used as evidence against them as well. So they're going to be mounting, you know, a, you know, he can serve consecutive life sentences, but he shouldn't be put to death. And sort of the interesting wrinkle here is the Trinity Life Synagogue is made up of a number of different synagogues that all meet together on Saturday morning. Uh, and so they were not all of like mind. Uh, there are going to be some people today, victim impact statements, people describing, you know, losing a father, losing a grandfather. Uh, but there are also some members of the synagogue that don't believe in the death penalty. So you're going to hear some conflict there as well. I can't understand why it's a big argument since... 26, or since 1976, Pennsylvania has only executed three inmates in all that time. And, you know, what, what makes, I can't understand why they're arguing the point because the governor has said he's not going to execute anybody and the prior governor said the same thing. You know, why is this such an issue? So, you know, this has happened even up here in, in the Northeast. You know, I live in New York. Uh, this happened in Connecticut with the Cheshire murders in the Connecticut case. You know, sometimes there's a term of art for this, Joe. It's called the worst of the worst. The worst of the worst literally is almost is this legal term of art, which is to say, we understand that in general you have an objection to the death penalty, but there are some cases in which you don't object because this is the worst of the worst. There's no question as to guilt. There will be no other evidence one day proving that there should have been an exoneration. Uh, and the heinousness of the crime uh, makes it deserved. Uh, and, you know, that, you know, there's a long standing history, you know, the German philosopher, enlightened philosopher, Immanuel Kant, you know, a Kantian way of looking at the death penalty is it's simply about it's deserved. <laughs> it's what's deserved. It's not about what it is. It is to say there's no other moral choice than to do this. And there are people who believe that this isn't even about deterrence, right? It's not to do it, well, you know, as Joe says. You never really even do this, so why do you have to do it this time? And the argument is, well, because this time it actually was deserved. It's not about deterring anybody. It's recognized we wouldn't do it most cases for all sorts of reasons, but this time we would. Well, the first one that we executed in 1976 was a guy named Keith Zettelmoyer, um, and, and he actually believe it has a tie to our radio station. He murdered a former news director here at WKOK, a fellow that wow. I had hired years ago. Wow. And he was scheduled to testify against this guy in a trial, and he executed him. He killed Debetsko after his name came out on a list of people who were going to testify against him. So there was strong sentiment at that time that this was a guy who deserved the death penalty, because if we allow someone to, to yeah. kill witnesses against them, we're not going to have a criminal justice system. You know, 
right. But here you have a, a total number, 18 people dead. I'm sorry, 18 people have been executed in the United States in uh, the last year, in 2022. And on death row, there are 2,331 inmates now in the United States. Doesn't seem to me like this is much of a deterrent, if that's still the argument in support of the death penalty. Well, that's why I offered you up the uh, Kantian one. <laughs> right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I offered you that one because, you know, there are people who make this argument that don't say, you know, this is beneath our people to do such to take another life. We were given no choice, right? It's not about us. It's not about whether we would do this or not or whether we've been taking a life. We're saying the choice was made by the person that committed the crime. That's the people that believe in the desert, deserved category, right? It's say that this is not a question about us. The decision was already made, and this is what's necessary. Well, what kind of arguments do you think the defense is going to advance with respect to trying to get the death penalty taken away in this case? Um, I understand that they want to have present testimony about there's something worthy in his life or that makes him worthy of not having the death penalty imposed on him. Have you been able to determine anything they might argue in that respect? Look, you know, this kind of argument comes up all the time, right, that all lives are deserving. In, in, you know, there, there, there's no life that is worthless that one would take the life. You know, I mean, there are people who make the argument, no, I think there's a big difference between, you know, Abraham Lincoln and a terrorist. Right. <laughs> you know? I think there's a big difference between Martin Luther King and a mass murder. No, I just think, I'm sorry, I'm not willing to go down that road to say that all life is, is precious. And so I'm just giving you another sort of argument that you hear in the literature to say that that's a very condescending way to sort of treat humanity, that we have to be able to make judgments, and we don't believe that, that we think that there are some lives that are simply beyond worth saving. And that's why I use the term of art, the worst of the worst. Right. Because what we're always concerned about is you got the wrong guy, and 10 years later we discovered through DNA evidence that you had the wrong guy. You know, that those death row cases have to be very different from this one, where there's no question, he's the guy. <laughs> no one else is going to, you know, be discovered as the one. There was one shooter, one person planet. And also the argument that, you know, his raving social media posts indicate a person that is not, you know, mentally sound, right? That that's the evidence against him, that it may seem premeditated because he planned it. Yeah, that's for sure. But he's not of his right mind. Look, listen to what he was saying. Look what he was saying about Jews, about immigration, about immigrants. Well, the executions last year in 2022 took place in only six of the 24 states that have, or 27 states that have the death penalty: Texas, Oklahoma, Mississippi, Alabama, Missouri, and Arizona. So it doesn't seem very likely that even if the death penalty is imposed, it's going to be carried out in Pennsylvania. Do you think in the long run, is there any, any national movement afoot at this, at this moment from the Biden administration or anyone else to have a, a you know, nationwide standard under the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution? It doesn't seem to me that we're applying the death penalty equally around the country. That's true, although it's been you know, listed as a you know, in-state law crime. This, remember is a federal court right the hate crime so it is it is something that the biden administration could weigh in on right it may be the true that the state of pennsylvania doesn't do this for murder right but if that's not necessarily true with respect to the federal government in bringing a federal hate crimes case again again it was not just hate crimes against the targeted group it was also hate crimes in performance of religious practices right that that's another 
it's another element of this crime, hating Jews and hating people practicing their religion while while they're doing it. Um, look, you know, it's, these are hard moral questions. You know, we saw this with respect to the Dobbs, um, you know, uh, abortion decision, where the Supreme Court said, we think this is a moral and a political matter. You don't think it's a legal one. We think the state legislature should do it. And so you could make the same argument here. We, you know, we just, this is something for the state legislature to decide. And if the state legislature, through elected representatives, believe that the death penalty is warranted in certain instances, we carry it out. Well, I can't begin to tell you, Thane, how much we appreciate your insight. We're always delighted to have you on the program. You're always a fascinating guest with excellent opinions and very fact-based knowledge of the situation. Thank you so much, Thane. Really appreciate it. Anytime for you, Joe. You know that. Thank uh, you. Thanks a lot. Take care, Thane. Bye. Okay, that was Thane Rosenbaum, CBS News analyst on... Um the tree of life. I mean, it, you know, it's hard to it's hard to talk about that. People gather for a religious service, and somebody comes through the door and starts shooting and killing them. I mean, it's it's a tragedy. And if I were going to impose the death penalty, I think I would impose it in this case. We've got to take a quick break, but give us a call five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. You want to weigh in on the death penalty, the tree of life shooting in Pittsburgh? Give us a call at five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. Email us at on the market wkok or text us at 70236, but be sure to include OTM at the start. Well, I pressed the button and I don't hear anything. Oh, there we go. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Today, everything seems like it's constantly changing. And just like the rest of the world, today's housing market is also changing. Whether you're buying or selling, you need an agent who can make sense of all those changes and market fluctuations to guide you through the process with a steady and helpful hand. Hi, this is Larry Johnson, president of the Bowen Agency Realtors, and we've been helping you find your perfect place for almost 50 years. That's why folks have voted us the best real estate agency in the Valley for seven years straight. Working with one of our highly trained and knowledgeable agents to buy and sell your home saves you time, money, and gives you the best results possible. We know what's important to you and we always provide all the details you need. Remember, our team of realtors is the most trusted in the market. We have the most up-to-date and extensive housing listings along with the most valued commercial properties. Coming or going, trust the talent at Bowen. Come see us in Sealands Grove, Sunbury, and Lewisburg or online at bowenagency.com. To prove that mobile from Pantella Data Business Voice brings the office everywhere you are, I'm going to connect with my team while falling 15,000 feet! 
We're here, boss. We hear you loud and clear. Thanks, Dennis. You know, companies today need affordable cloud-based unlimited calling, conferencing, mobile synergy, and easy upgrades to grow with your business to keep you, well, truly mobile. Pentelidata Business Voice. Anywhere you are. Janice? Yeah, boss. Yeah, I'm going to need a little help. The Dell Technologies Black Friday in July event starts now with limited quantity deals on top business PCs with Windows 11 Pro. Save on select Vostro laptops with built-in security features and select Latitude laptops with enhanced privacy, collaboration, and connectivity. Plus, get special financing with Dell Business Credit. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Offered to business customers by WebBank, who determines qualifications for and terms of credit. Okay, welcome back to On The Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. One of our hotlines is open. The other three, we have callers on, so we'll get to them right in a row. Stan, you are first from Danville. Good morning. You're On The Mark. Good morning. Uh, what Mr. Rosenbold said there is pretty true. Well, don't you have to be a little bit crazy to uh, go in and shoot a bunch of people up? Well, I, I think anybody who takes another person's life without <laughs> absent self-defense has probably got a screw loose somewhere. But as you heard Thane say, the jury considered, or they considered his defense that he was insane, and they didn't buy it. So well, I, I don't buy I don't buy that part of it neither, because I mean you have to be a little off in a rocker to do such a thing, but that's no excuse. No, in I my agree. opinion, it's no excuse. I agree. Now, now I'm I'm confused. Was the guy convicted in state court, or has did it go straight to the feds? I think it's state court, but he's also been charged with a federal hate crime, so maybe they're concurrent. I don't understand exactly how that worked. I probably should have asked Dan that. Or Dan yeah, that. because because I read in the paper that uh, a federal jury decided that he wasn't mentally whatever, that you know the death penalty could be considered. So that's where I'm confused, a federal jury wouldn't be deciding a state case right right so right. but that being said if the fed if the federal case if there is a federal case which i like i said i'm not 100 percent positive if they decide on the death penalty i think the likelihood of a death sentence being carried out by the feds may be a little better than by the state because as you said shapiro said that he won't ever sign for a death warrant I mean, you know, and his excuse would be that, well, we could pick the wrong person. Well, there's no question this guy did it. Okay, he was caught red-handed, and there's plenty of witnesses to say that he did it. So, but that means what it is. You know, I, I don't expect Shapiro to ever sign a death warrant for anybody when it's, even when it's cut and dried that that's the person that did it. Well, basically, now, do, basically, we still use the McNaughton rule, which is every man is presumed to be sane and to possess a sufficient degree of reason to be responsible for his crimes until the contrary is proved. An insane person is punishable if he knows the difference between right and wrong at the time of the crime. So um, you can make yeah. an argument this guy knew the difference between right and wrong, I mean, based on his postings alone on Facebook and places like that. Right, that's why I say that the, the whole mental... Thing is just a bunch of crap to me, and that's a, what a lawyer's job is to do, is trying to get their client a reduced sentence, because they, they had basically admitted he did it, so their next thing is to keep him alive, which to me is a drain on the taxpayers. So, But I do have a... I, <laughs> he, you know, Rosenball said that uh, 
the jury saw uh, crime scene photos. He says they were really ugly crime scene. I'm going to put this out there. Is there ever a pretty crime scene? I'm just saying. Well, uh, that, you know a, what I'm saying. That's a, <laughs> I've, if you've ever watched the old Criminal Minds program, they used to have some murderers who uh, posed people, dressed them up, and made them look nice. So I guess there are some pretty crime scenes, but they're all ugly just inherently because of the nature of them. Right. Yeah. That's that's. I just found that to be a little bit amusing because. I consider I would consider all crime scenes. Well, yeah, but I mean, took, look, looking at the magnitude of this one, the number of people killed, and the fact that they were all elderly, older people, you know, that's got to be horrendous, a horrendous thing to look at. Uh, just oh. as a group of children being killed would be a, a horrendous thing to look at. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, so that that's you know that's all I got to say on that because okay. you know it is what it is. But I do have one question to ask. Has your son uh, watched the movie uh, Sound of Freedom? I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. I, mean, I know he. I know you. He does movie reviews, right? right? He does. He's been uh, okay. That, for a I just, years. Right. I was just curious about that because of the coverage that the news media has been pushing on this movie, saying it's QAnon and right adjacent and blah blah blah. Uh, it, I kind of find that ridiculous, considering it's based on a actual true events and it's about trafficking kids sex trafficking kids you know trying to prevent and stop it and save people i, I don't understand the the whole stick from the the news media saying what they're saying about the movie now i will admit i haven't seen the movie i've seen clips of it and i know it's based on a true events well i'll ask him so all right i i just I'm just curious about that because the stuff they're saying about it and it's beaten, and yesterday it was number two. Over the weekend it was number two in film box office, only coming in second to the new uh, Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, well. So, and that, that's a low-budget, it was a low-budget film, but people are going to see it. Well, I went to see Mission Impossible, and it was great, so. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I don't know. Is, wait, you went to the Seals Grove Theater? Yep. Was Sound of Freedom even listed on the... I don't know. I didn't look at that. I I, I was single-minded. Okay. I wanted to go see uh, the new Tom Cruise movie, Mission Impossible. Hey, thanks. We appreciate your call, Stan. Take care. Right. Eric, you're on the mark from Port Treverton. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Joe. Uh, the on-the-go Grow with Joe show, yes. Um, yes, good Good uh, talk this morning with your, your panelists there. I'm just wondering, just real quick, um, is this coming out uh, more strongly now because we have a um, – Jewish governor, and this obviously was an attack on you know, on Jewish folks. I'm just just throwing that out there. Is this is, is there is there some connection there other than circumstance? I don't know. Um, I believe that anyone who commits a, a premeditated murder in a house of worship, any house of worship, deserves to have additional consideration for the death penalty. Uh, I think in some cases it is death penalty is warranted. Overall, you know, and you see how many of these cases have been overturned with new DNA evidence and so forth. Uh, you know, um, uh, it, it's really, really a hard, hard nut for me to crack on that. But uh, what I really want to talk about, real quick, I know we have other callers, is uh, perhaps a, a shining light in the presidential presidential race. Um, just coming aware of, and maybe you've talked about it before. I don't know the No Labels organization. Have you heard about that? Joe? No, I have not. Okay, it's coming to the forefront because they're having a town hall meeting up in New Hampshire tonight. So the No Labels uh, folks are raising money to put forth a options for uh, a third option for the presidential race 
uh, a more centrist uh, candidate. And now, uh, apparently, the Democrats are becoming uh, very concerned because they feel that will draw some support away from Joe Biden. Um, but very interesting. Look it up. No, no labels. And it has uh, its co-chair was Joe Lieberman. Uh, so, and and one of its current uh, co-chairmen or former Governor Larry Hogan, and I guess I don't know this gentleman, current Governor Pat McEl- Mac- McElroy. Um, so there's some pretty heavy hitters and known people out there in national. So I think this deserves some attention. And apparently, um, let me get this right. So um, Mr. Manchin, from uh, governor from West Virginia, is going to appear tonight, uh, but saying it's not political, of course. He's Mr. Manchin, Mr. Manchin's a senator. Uh, I'm sorry, yes, senator, yeah, from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so interesting. Uh, maybe something we, uh, we have maybe a voice to be heard. Uh, they're talking about a third-party candidate, but perhaps uh, – you know, those of us who are looking for a more centrist view, we're not far right, we're not far left, uh, might be some hope. And maybe uh, if this doesn't go through, at least uh, brings up some thoughts for uh, those making decisions. Again, I'm a Democrat, uh, the Democratic Party. But again, and I'll end this, uh, of course, you know, former President Trump over the weekend, you know, continues to say, you know, they're not going to steal this election like they stole the last one. He still stands on the last one was stolen. And then, and then, interestingly, he, he is calling all the other uh, Republicans, especially DeSantis, as splitting the party. Apparently, it's now his party. And so anyone who takes him on is, is going to split the party. So we want to just throw out all the, uh, all the uh, you know, primaries and so forth, just declare him the winner. And, of course, he still hasn't committed to even debate anybody. So uh, very interesting all the way around. All right. Well, you've got a point. <laughs> well, thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. And I, I talked to your producer. I think we need to get you a sidekick up there, you know, help you uh, help to sustain you. You can only talk so much in an hour's time. We need to get you another sidekick. Well, uh, the, sidekick, the sidekicks are going to be the people who call in the program. That's the idea behind oh, okay. it. Okay. Well, I've been kicked enough times in this program, so I guess I could be considered a sidekick. So. Okay. Well, we'll try not to kick you too hard. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it. That's, that's how we have discourse. That we have different contrary opinions, and uh, I'm known to have pretty big shoulders down here. So let's go with it. Fair enough. Hey, thanks a lot, Eric. Appreciate your call. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Good morning. It. Have Thank a good you. one. Lance, you're on the mark from Herndon. Okay, guy. Why, about those uh, no-labels folks, I think I need to quote Edna Malay on that. Whatever's good or bad or both is certainly better than the none. <laughs> And that's really about it. But uh, when we come there to the uh, death penalty, isn't it amazing how we can execute just millions of innocent human beings, right? And then get all excited when someone who is guilty is being executed. I mean, to me, it's the definition of insanity, isn't it? Right, you mean doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result? Well, yeah, that's one definition, but... Uh, I think this is too. I mean, when you are executing the innocent and then pardoning the guilty, isn't that a bit crazy? And that's what we're doing. You know, we we uh, execute you know innocent babes in the womb for no reason at all. Well, but here we're talking about the death penalty, and we're talking about it as being applied to somebody who went into a religious facility and killed eleven people who were there to worship. You know, yeah. that's not the same thing as abortion. I mean, you, you can make that argument all day long. The abortion's yeah, terrible. But this is a specific instance where there is a, one person responsible for multiple deaths. 
of people who were completely innocent, did nothing wrong, were just at a church service. Here it is in babies. <laughs> but I'm okay. I understand where you're coming from there, Joe. Okay. I mean, it's, it's just, it's a terrible crime. I mean, abortion can be considered a terrible crime. This is a terrible crime. But, you know, the thing that bothers me about this is yeah. that there are only, and Pennsylvania has only executed three people since 1976. A total of 18 people, all male, were executed in 2022 in the United States, all by lethal injection. They took place in only six of the 27 states that have the death penalty. China executed over 1,000 people in that year. Iran, 314. Saudi Arabia, 196. But among civilized or, if you will, industrialized nations, we are about the only one that that has killed anybody, um, whether it's right or wrong. And as of January 1st of this year, there were 2,331 death row inmates in the United States. So what are we doing? We're saying we have the death penalty in 27 states. Only six of them have actually carried it out. There are 2,331 people sitting on death row where they've been told that eventually their life is going to be taken. I mean, if this is intended as a deterrent, it seems to me it's a pretty lousy one because we're not enforcing it. That's exactly right. That's the only reason why it doesn't deter. They'd ever start to actually uh, execute. Things might be different, don't you think? Well, I certainly yeah. wouldn't want to bump somebody off in Texas or Mississippi. They're pretty good at doing it. Yes. You know, One of those forensic files is just amazing when they will describe a really, you know, heinous crime, heinous murder. And when it's in Texas, they really get it. But when it is in Oregon, you can't imagine what happens. Like it was a guy who, well, he sodomized, raped, sliced the throat and cut up in pieces a woman, right? Then took the parts, wrapped them all up, and deposited them in various uh, mailboxes across the city, right? He got 26 years. You see what I mean? And in Texas, it would have been the death penalty right away. Well, again, it depends on whether or not somebody thought they were mentally incompetent. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of variables that go into this. But if 2,331 people have been found guilty enough that they are sentenced to death, it seems to me like we either ought to commute their sentences or actually carry out the executions. I got you 100% on that. I mean, I I think you can make the argument it's cruel and unusual punishment to have someone sitting in the cell being told they're going to be killed, but never telling them when, and then never actually doing Mm -hmm. it. So, yeah, that's right. That's why I I had been for the death penalty, you know, right or wrong, and then I you know changed my uh, attitude. Uh, there's uh, two first you hate it, but two verses of scripture. It says, "Be not deceived; God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And right. vengeance is mine, saith the Lord." Well, that's a good Two point to together. leave it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, thanks, Lance. Appreciate your call, as always, sir. Thank you. And we have uh, one more caller online, and we have to take a quick break. But I, uh, Stan asked a question. He asked whether my son saw uh, movie Mike, we'll call him, saw The Sound of Freedom. Yes, he did see it. He actually is a critic. He gets to see it before it came out. He saw it several weeks before it came out. He awards uh, four stars for the absolute best movie. He gave this one three stars. He said the movie itself isn't overtly political, but Jim Caviezel has been called, has been called, I'm not saying he's calling him that, a QAnon believer who has been trying, uh, trying trying to tie it to the movie during the publicity. So 
depends on what what you think of Jim Caviezel. I think he's a great actor. I thought he everything he's been in I saw I really liked. Okay, Mike from Bloomsburg, you hang on. We've got to take a quick break to stay on schedule. On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Give us a call at 570-743-9565. Talking about the death penalty in the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236, but be sure to put in OTM. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star Trucks, plus anything that fits in the door and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. In this market, you'll find Fisher Investments is different than other money managers. Different how? Aren't we all just looking for the hottest stocks? Nope. We use diversified strategies to position our clients' portfolios for their long-term goals. You don't just provide cookie-cutter portfolios? No. We tailor our clients' portfolios to their goals and needs. But you still sell investments that generate high commissions for you, right? No, we don't sell commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our client's best interest. So when do you make more money? Only when your clients make more money? Yep. We have one transparent management fee structured, so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. When you're trying to hire, all that searching, screening, and interviewing can become its own job. You need Indeed, the end-to-end hiring solution that makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credits. Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation has opportunities to be part of high school and college sports broadcasts as a sports producer. If you have availability on nights and weekends, visit sunburybroadcastingcorporation.com and click Jobs to find out more and to apply. Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation is an equal opportunity employer. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. Our program brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. Fourth Street in Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Mike from Bloomsburg, you've been most patient, but your patience is rewarded. You are on the mark. Yeah, I want to talk about how distracted the American people are right now. Okay, and I think a lot of it is, part of it is uh, the hatred of Trump, okay? And that, that is really dividing the country. But it's taking the mental aptitude of a lot of smart people and focusing it on the wrong thing. And what, what do I mean by that? Okay, first of all, I'm a big weather buff, okay? I mean, I love the weather. I actually uh, started out my college career wanting to be a meteorologist, but it didn't work out. So I ended up operating a nuclear reactor. So, I, you know, but I had fun doing that. 
Anyway, okay, one of the biggest, probably the biggest natural event of our lifetimes, I'm going to say that 99% of the people in this country would not be able to name it. What, what do you think the, probably the biggest natural event that ever happened in our lifetime? I don't know. I'm not playing 20 questions this morning. You have an opinion? Tell me. I do. I think a lot of people would probably maybe say Fukushima or forest fires are big right now. But in my opinion, the biggest thing that ever happened in our lifetime was the Tonga submarine volcanic eruption that occurred in January 2022. And one of the reasons why people don't know about it is because it occurred underwater. No one saw it. It was only visible from uh, satellite uh, photography. And what did this volcanic eruption do? It created a tidal wave, or a tsunami, I guess is the correct name, 150 feet tall. It punched several holes in our atmosphere. It triggered the most intense lightning storm ever recorded. It subsequently has warmed the earth and altered our normal circulation, uh, air circulation patterns, which are basically affect our weather. So this is one of the greatest things that ever occurred naturally in our lifetime and it's not even being talked about however after it happened immediately it put so much methane sulfur dioxide and water vapor into the atmosphere that the scientists said hey this is going to warm the atmosphere over the next couple of years maybe as much as 1.5 degrees and if you pay attention to the climate people the 1.5 degree is a very important number okay it's kind of like a, a turning point if we get past that it's a big problem well it's happening in my mind we're, okay. we're seeing we're seeing a lot of problems with the weather and nobody is saying hey look back a year and a half at this volcano and say hey this is what happened and, and, and to me we're, we're we're not focused on that we're not focused on the fiscal cliff we're not focused on the fact that China is basically on a war footing. They're uh, eating our lunch in a number of areas. They're a danger to our country. The things that they're doing, in my mind, are appalling, like you know, blackmailing American citizens just because they have relatives in China, doing things like that. And so much hatred against Trump, against Biden, and we're not focused on making our budget right, protecting our border, making sure that our military could stand up to an attack. You know, we haven't, we haven't exploded a nuclear weapon in 30 years. We haven't developed a new nuclear weapon in 30 years. Yet, some of our adversaries are going hog wild, making missile bases that are designed only for first attack, not defense. Okay. So, so in my mind, we're in big trouble, where is and this we're not doing anything about it. And, and that's where this is leading, right? Yep. Okay. We're in big trouble, just like uh, some guy used to say in your, that used to be on your uh, I have a friend. Who, I have a friend who says that all the time, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I do believe we're in, big, we're in big trouble. The media is... Uh, they have an agenda. It's to lead us astray, to divide us, and I'm not so sure that our politicians are, aren't all corrupt either. Because, you know, there, there's, what do they call it, the Uniparty. It's almost like the Uniparty is really interested in the status quo, keeping their jobs, getting their pensions, and not being willing to sacrifice everything to do what's right 
and, and ensure the survival of this country because I think that's where we're at. You know, there's a saying, everything is just fine until it's not. And to me, I think we're, uh, we're approaching one of those uh, uh, turning points in history where things just might not very, go very well for the United States and the future of our country and our survival is in danger. Okay. Remember that feeling we all had after 9-11? Right. We didn't know what was going to happen? We're going to have to ask you to well, wrap it up. We have another caller on the line we have to take. I think we should all revisit 9-11 and revisit that feeling and say, hey, this is where we really are right now, but we're so distracted we don't know it. Fair enough. Hey, thank you. Appreciate your call, Mike, as always. Thank you. 570-743-9565. Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. Text us at 70236. Joseph from Milton, you're on the mark. Yes, good morning, Joe. Uh, yeah, I want to comment on uh, that. You, you were saying that it was more heinous because... Uh, it was in a place of worship, a synagogue or a mosque or something like that. You felt it was more, you know, worse. Uh, well, it was it, relative. That's a relative term. I, I don't think necessarily this was worse than anything else that ever happened in the history of the of murder. But the fact that there were people gathered there to pray in a ma in a in a synagogue and someone walked through the door and shot them. Yeah, I think that's pretty heinous. And they were older people. Right, and and I, not, I understand your point, but to run a comparison here uh, we should not be respecters of persons I mean why does it make them more important because they were in a religious service if he broke in your house or your your son's house and killed his family or something then people are just as important as those people that are worshiping I don't care for Jews, Christians, or Buddhists, you no, know what I mean? Come on, come on, Joseph. These people went, went to a, a church service. They weren't doing anybody any harm. No, I understand that. And, and he, the guy should be put to death. And they shouldn't have waited this long. You know what I mean? I'm not arguing that point. And, and, uh, well, then I'm not certain I understand what point you are arguing. Okay, here's, here's the point I wanted to make with this. Uh, you're looking at them being in a sanctuary that they should be more, you know, I mean, that was more heinous than going into the house and some shooting somebody. But uh, your previous caller, not the last one, the one before that, was talking about taking lives in the womb. Well, here's my comparison. Uh, Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, the Savior's mother. When the Savior was in that womb, that was a religious sanctuary. That was the most religious sanctuary that the world has ever seen when the Savior of the world was in the womb of the Virgin Miriam, okay? And we're killing those, not we are, but this nation and around the world are killing babies in, in a wonderful, protected sanctuary of the Almighty, you know, and, and it's terrible, it's heinous. Well, no, no one's arguing that point with you, as I said to, uh, said to the caller, and that was Lance. No one's arguing that point. But what we have here is a man who walked into a place yeah, of religious and, and, and place. I agree, the, the guy should be put to death. It shouldn't have waited this long. Uh, and because, uh, actually, the scripture said, because sentence isn't carried out swiftly, uh, evil increases. And, uh, you know, these, there's so many people in death row that, that like you said, it's pure, poor, uh, uh, unusual, how is that? Cruel and unusual punishment. Yes, right, right. And uh, they should put him to death if, if, uh, if they're convicted and they're guilty. And, and the Bible says, you know, that man sheds blood by his blood show uh, men uh, be shed. Now, again, there had to be two witnesses, and it had to be premeditated. It couldn't be an accident. And Leviticus goes on to de define uh, why and how 
you could put a person to death. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just, uh, you know, if you accidentally killed somebody or if you had... Uh, well, we have more modern laws than Leviticus that go, govern it today, but, you know, you're... Well, you're it, it, that does run parallel because uh, the, you, if it was premeditated, you, the death penalty was in, 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 in put in place. Right, but we, but don't, stone, we don't stone people to death. Continuing circumstances and so forth. We don't stone people to death anymore. We have more humane no, we methods. Use of, an, uh, electric chair or a bullet or a hangman's noose. Actually, everybody who was executed last year was done so by lethal injection. And that seems to well, be the Saudi method Arabia, these days. they do it a little differently. Yeah, I won't argue that point with you. We don't know how they do it in China, but China executed a thousand people last year. You don't have the crime year. rate over there that you have here. <laughs> well, I, I think the one point I do agree with you is that, that, that if justice delayed is justice denied. If someone commits a crime, they're found guilty of murder, and they're sentenced to death, it seems to me like it shouldn't take 25 or 30 years to carry it out. No, exactly, yeah. You know, but on the other hand, you're gonna, some people are going to argue, and they might argue with you, Joseph, all right, isn't it better to, to let 10 people live who maybe should die than kill one who maybe shouldn't die? somebody who actually was convicted incorrectly. Well, I've heard that argument to be many quite times. Frank with you, Joe, we're all under the sentence of death. All right, well, I'm talking what about our father Adam did in the garden. I'm Eden. talking about legally in the United know, States of America. And there is one that can save us all from that sentence of death, and that's Yeshua the Messiah who died in our place. Okay, fair enough. If we accept him. Hallelujah. Okay, thank you, Joseph. Appreciate your call as always and appreciate your take on the issue. 570-743-9565. Got to take our last break of the day. The lines are open so you can give us a call and get right on through to On the Mark. Brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-354-9416. That's 1-800-354-9416. Again, 1-800-354-9416. 
Yeah, I'm so stressed. Our business is growing. We've got people all over now. Uma. What is that? Meditation? I'm recommending the Uma cloud phone system with auto attendant and more than 50 features. Uma? Yep. Switching to Uma is a cinch. Just $24.95 per month per user, plus taxes and fees. Uma. Now you're feeling it. Find Small Business Calm at uma.com slash radio. That's O-O-M-A dot com slash radio. Welcome back to On The Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. On The Mark brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. 4th Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. One of our texters says, Eric is still railing about Trump, but nothing to say about Biden's bribery and treason crimes. We have one call uh, waiting, one call coming in. We'll get to them in just a second. We have an emailer who said, uh, Sleepy Joe strikes again after 40 years of fiber optic cable is being installed in Lower Augusta Township. Cable is going up right now. Bet Shemokin Dam's water tank is also being painted with this money. No, it's not, for the matter of fact. Thanks for nothing, Fred Keller, Dan Amuser, and G.T. Thompson, who all opposed the infrastructure bill. Stay away from the cameras, boys. You've done nothing for these and future projects. Joe from Sunbury, you're on the mark. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I wasn't able to listen completely today, but if anybody talked about... Uh our commander-in-chief trying to take a bite out of that child uh, in um, Norway. I'm not sure what foreign country did. Did you see that, Joe? Take a bite out of a child? No, I didn't see anything like that. Oh, my. Yeah, well, uh, that's all I can say is that uh, he was. Uh, it looked like he was on a tarmac, and he had, like, a line of people there, and he put his face up to a child being held by his mother, like a, her mother, by maybe a three-year-old, and it was really disgusting. No, nope, didn't see it. Okay, uh, <laughs> other than that, I, I just uh, trying to get into the... I, I like the Thane uh, Rosenblum and uh, Mike's call about the tsunami. Good stuff, all right? Right. Do you have an opinion on the death penalty while we're asking, while we have... Well, I'm, uh, well you remember, uh, like, Mark would uh, often say that since abortion is the law of the land, he was, you know, putting it in a nutshell, that he was, uh, he would support abortion. Right. Okay, so that's the way I feel about the death penalty. I, I fought against the abortion law, and it finally got overturned because of the uh, not really constitutional right. They held it up against the Constitution and uh, returned it to the states as it should have been. And maybe something will happen with the death penalty, but if uh, I do support, I don't like what our governor is doing, is just flat out saying I'm not going to sign any death penalty. I don't understand that when he's a governor of all the people, and there's other uh, options, or there's other ideas out there other than uh, his, I, I, I just won't sign it. You know, that doesn't make sense to me. Fair enough. Hey, thank you, Joe. We appreciate your call, as always, sir. Thank you. All right, Eric, you wanted one more minute. You got it. Okay. Uh, just uh, Joseph calling in and uh, espousing everything, always quoting the Old Testament. What happened to the New Testament, Joseph? I mean, there's all kinds of things in, in uh, the Old Testament which we don't do anymore. And the biggest problem I have with equating abortion with the death penalty is um, so many proponents of uh, you know a total ban on abortion, they never want to consider the life of the mother. And if, if that, that baby is going to not develop and also kill the mother, they, no, no abortion. If it's God's will that she's pregnant, then she's pregnant and ride it out. And I've got a big problem with that. If men could get pregnant, they'd have a whole different way of looking at it. 
And I think it's not a fair argument to put the two together. Um, I, I'm against abortion as an elective procedure, but believe women have to have rights. Well, I, I think women do should have rights. I'm not going to argue that with you, but, you know, doesn't the unborn fetus have a right, too? But if that's going to kill the mother, then whose choice are we we're going to have the baby, be, even if it can't be born, no, not I, viable I, I, kill I, the mother? I think that the mother there has that choice to make. But again, our former uh, gubernatorial candidate was a proponent of uh, no, 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 uh, no exemptions. He didn't and a win. lot of states he, wanted to say no exceptions. He didn't win either, did he? That, that's right, and that's a very good point. We, we have some, and that's a very, very good point, Joe. And Mr. Shapiro is now our governor. Right. And he, I think he, one of his planks was he would not enforce the death penalty, and he's living up to what, uh, I don't necessarily agree with it, but he's living up to what he promised when as part of his uh, election. And uh, i got to give him uh, you know, support for that. He's living okay. up to what he said he would do. Hey, thanks a lot, Eric. Appreciate your call, as always, sir. Thank you. We have an email that we didn't get to. Actually, we have a couple of emails we didn't get to. We'll try in this last minute of the program. Not, not enough time for another call. But I'll read this one because last week we are talking about education quite a bit. It says, Joe, as a retired teacher from the area, I think the kids here get a very good education and still continue to do so. The large cities are completely different. My hat is off to anyone who chooses to teach in an inner city school. But when I listen to comments from everyone. The onus is always on the teachers. But I offer this thought. My student success was based on the support and encouragement from the parents to their children and the schools. Communication with the parents is key at all times. And I'm talking verb I'm talking verbal or in-person contact, not emails or texts, which can many times be read two different ways. I have told all parents that they are the key to their children's success. My job as a teacher was to encourage and expand their abilities in all areas and not do any damage. Our aggressive and angry environment in politics, society, and people in general reflects in the school districts. Change people's attitudes and you will change the educational world for the better. That's it for On the Mark today. We're going to be back tomorrow. Very vibrant discussion today on the death penalty. Our thanks to CBS News for providing us with Thane Rosenbaum. Always good to hear Thane. He has a lot of great opinions and he's very knowledgeable on the topics he talks about. Thanks a lot for listening. Join us tomorrow and on the mark in WKOK Sunbury.